0: Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 23 of Extreme Evocast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day of release, I apologize for the, uh, delay. There have been quite a lot of problems going on, um, not problems necessarily, some of them problems, some of them just things going on, like, uh, college, um... If you notice that the sound is a little bit different, maybe if you're a longtime fan uh, and you've heard this sound before, this sort of sound quality before, uh, you know it's because I'm back at my dorm. Uh, I'm in the same dorm that I was when I first started this podcast, um, or not when I started the podcast, but I'm in the middle of the podcast, sometime during then. Um, so I am in a new place, uh, so the background noise might sound a little different, and... Um, And another problem is that my computer has been crashing quite a lot. Uh, It's been freezing, it's been crashing, it's been doing some funky stuff. I've taken a lot of measures to fix it. I, uh, even earlier today, I tried cleaning it out, uh, which is actually why I'm even recording this episode way later than I wanted to, uh, because I obviously couldn't record an EvoCast episode until I fixed my computer freezing randomly. Um, So you know, uh, I tried, uh, I tried cleaning it out, I literally tried, I literally opened the entire computer, and, you know, used some air, and, and cleaned out the fans, and I did, like, a big, long diagnostics test on my computer, and it detected nothing wrong, and I'm scared that it's just going to crash in the middle of this episode, and I'm gonna lose all the footage, or all of this, the, 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 my progress, uh, for recording this episode, uh, so who knows, this episode might even not come out <laughs> this week, I have no idea what the deal is going to be, uh, but if you're listening to this right now, then everything's fine, and everything, uh, and I was able to upload this episode on time, um, or a day later than I wanted to, uh, unfortunately, um, so welcome everyone, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what's been going on, so like I said, sorry about the delay, uh, I'm also, like, really sick So if I sound groggy or my sniffle at all, uh, you know, it's just icing on the cake. (laughs) Things haven't been going too well for me recently with my computer crashing and all and me being sick and having to delay this episode and record it late at night. Uh, But it's okay. Everything's fine. Uh, I just want to get this episode out for you guys, uh, for everyone who listens, and uh, have a good time recording this episode because we have a lot to talk about uh, this is Let's Talk Galar episode. Who knows? Uh, four, five? I think maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, I would have to check. Uh, if you if you if you know the episode uh, title, you know what what part of this what part it is. I know it's episode twenty three. Uh, I know I don't know what episode of Let's Talk Galar it is. I think it's number five. Uh, because we are talking about new things that have happened. In the Galar region, new updates coming to Pokémon Sword and Shield in the Nintendo Direct that was like two weeks ago. Um, So yeah, it's been a while. I know it's been a while, and I know it's a little bit of a you know of a delay in talking about it. But like I said last episode, that's just sort of how this episode, or that's just sort of how this podcast functions. Um, We I only do it twice a month, uh, so every two weeks. So unfortunately, uh, sometimes I might talk about things a little bit later then they come out, and like, like what happened last time with the direct happening, like two days after, uh, EvoCast was supposed to come out, I didn't, I'd not be able to talk about it until now, um, and also one more thing before we get started, I know it's already, like, four minutes in the episode, and I haven't even talked about anything yet, I apologize, uh, I said, I've been hyping up (laughs) these last few episodes that this episode was going to be my year anniversary for EvoCast, um, and my reasoning behind that was, I upload to a month right there's 12 months in a year uh episode 24 or you know that means that means 24 episodes in a year um And because this episode is technically the 25th episode because we've had two half episodes and this is episode number 23, this episode would be number 25, and that means that it would be one after 24 episodes, so that would be the year anniversary, right? Well, I did my math wrong, and I forgot that months aren't the same length, Uh, and I was totally off, and actually, next, next episode of Evocast will be um, the anniversary, uh, the one-year anniversary for EvoCast, uh, next episode is going to be the last episode in that 24 episode, or not, not even 24, because it doesn't even, it doesn't even work that way, in my year cycle, and then, um, the next, next episode will be the one-year anniversary, which, uh, I have something special, um, prepared, nothing too, too special, but something special, nonetheless, uh, anyway, let's get right into it, let's start talking about these things, uh, we have quite a few things to talk about today. We have a few bits of news, uh, coming, or not coming, right here, uh, things that have happened in the last two weeks that haven't been the big bits of news, uh, nothing really that super insane, um, like, there was, uh, Pokemon Twilight Wings, a, um, a web anime series that's going on the Pokemon YouTube channel, which I have not watched yet, uh, so I will update you on how I feel about that next time, because I do not have the time to watch it right now, um, how long is it? Oh, it's only six minutes long, uh, but I will, oh, excuse me, I will watch it next time, um, I'm sorry for the delay, I know a lot of people have been excited about Pokemon, uh, Twilight Wings, but, for now, I'm I'm uh, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm just going to talk about something else. Uh, but but it is a thing that's happening. It apparently it's very very good, and I'm very very excited about uh, very excited to watch it because it's sort of a Pokemon generations style um, thing about the Galar region with um, you know characters from the Galar region and all that stuff. And uh, apparently it's very good. It's just like a, a story of. Um, things happening in the Galar region and it's the animation and the art looks really really good for it and I'm very very excited to watch it um there's been some Pokemon Go things uh there are some new raids coming um or that have happened in the past there was a Heatran one that was happening a little while ago and now uh Latias and Latios are coming back uh to raids January 27th or no January 24th So it's just, um, two days from now, um, to January 27th, Latios and Latias will appear at both level 5 raid bosses in addition to Heatran. That's pretty cool. Um, registration for the next online competition is now open in Pokemon Sword and Shields versus Options. This competition, the Galar Newcomers, is a double battle competition that only allows Pokemon that were discovered in the Galar region as well as Galarian Forms. It will not allow Zacian or Zamazenta and you can use Gigantamax Pokemon. Registration is open now until January twenty-third, so tomorrow. Um which is not uh is not applicable anymore, obviously, because this episode will be coming out tomorrow. Battles will run from january twenty fourth to january twenty-sixth, so pretty much the same time as um as the raids, the Latios and Latios raids. Um there's going to be a little uh Ravunity day uh, sort of segment. I'm, I'm kind of turning it less from a segment uh, into just sort of a thing that I talk about. Um, this community day that was happening soon was uh, the Pip-Blub community day. Uh, I did not – I was not able to attend because I was um, – getting all set up for college and stuff, and I was still at home when it was going on, and I had no, I had no opportunity, uh, but, thankfully, now that I'm back in college, I should be able to actually, uh, participate in the community days that have been happening, uh, yeah, the Piplup community day was, um, yesterday, or this weekend, I was going to say yesterday, Piplup, Shiny Piplup, uh, Hydro Cannon, 25% ang distance, three hour lure modules, blah, 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 you are, this already happened, uh, not sure what they're gonna do next. I think they've already done... They've already done all of the, um, the Sinnoh starters. So, I don't know what they're gonna hop into. Actually, something to think about. Ooh, excuse me, whatever they do, I'm very excited to see what they do. Uh, and, but, uh, Ravinity Day will be a little bit more important. Uh, whenever, um whenever, uh, now that I'm back at home, now that I'm back at college, I should be able to actually do things in community days. Uh, actually, there is a thing... Oh. Okay, actually, hold on a second. I didn't see this. Niantic have announced that the next Pokemon Go community day on February 22nd, but this comes with a twist. On February 1st, you will be able to vote for the Pokemon you wish by completing unique field research that will appear on every Pokestop throughout February 1st. The winner will be the option that has the most research completed and will be announced on February 3rd. The options are as followed. Volpix, um, Machop, Rhyhorn, or Dratini. So it looks like they're giving us a choice this time. Maybe they're running out of ideas. (laughs) Uh, Maybe they're running out of Pokemon to do until they release. No, because, I mean, Universe came out. Uh, I don't know they're doing this, but I'm, I'm happy for it, they're letting us choose what, well, you know, not choose, out of a list that they kind of compile together, uh, they're letting us choose, you know, uh, but still, I mean, they're giving us a choice, and that's always a good thing, so I'm excited, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, actually do that, so yeah, that's gonna happen in between, uh, this episode and next episode, so, yeah, actually, um, that's hype, uh, you know, you mean, now we can, uh, maybe we'll do that in the future more. We can choose what um, what sort of community day Pokemon we want to happen. That's pretty fun. I'm happy for that. That pretty much does it for the news. Uh, there's some live events for Pokemon Go coming. Um, Taiwan Lantern Festival, Pokemon Go Safari Zone at St. Louis. Pokemon's Ghost Safari Zone in Liverpool and Pokemon's Ghost Safari Zone in Philadelphia. Uh but I'm not really gonna go there. The the tickets are coming soon. Uh but other than that, that pretty much uh that pretty much concludes Excuse me. The news section for today. Sorry, I'm recording this pretty late at night, uh and like I said, I've been sick all day, so I'm kind of tired. <laughs> so excuse my sniffling and yawning. Uh but before we get into the main event, I would like to do sort of a smaller main event and talk about Pokémon Mystery Dungeon DX Rescue Team DX. Um, in the because if you haven't been able to tell, that's what this whole uh, episode is about. The thing that the things that were revealed in the in the Nintendo Direct uh, last two weeks ago. Jeez, it really has been that long, hasn't it? Uh, and with this, we're going to talk about the new, you know, the new Isle of Armor and um, the Crown Tundra. Wow, it took me a long time to remember that what that was. Uh, but uh, Mystery Dungeon DX is a thing that's happening. Is a thing that is kind of already going on. Um, the thing, though, I am saving it. I haven't played the demo. Um, I I know it's probably not good uh, for me being a Pokemon, uh, podcaster, you know, um, doing, like, uh, you know, not playing a game, not playing the demo of a game when it comes out, because I'm sure that people would be curious about how I, what I, how I feel about it, and what I think about it, and I should, theoretically, you know, do it, but the thing is, I'm prioritizing being a streamer, over this podcast and I am going to wait until the game comes out because I want to stream it uh so I'm going to be doing that uh you know so I'm not gonna I I know I could just play the demo but I want the entire game to be uh my first thoughts you know I want I want every I want the entire thing to be blind Uh, I don't want to play the demo first as much as I want to um I want to get my full thoughts out when the game comes out uh so I'm not going to be playing the demo uh unfortunately so I don't really have much to say about that specifically, but what I will say is that I'm very, very excited about this game, and wow, I'm, I was not expecting them to do that, I mean, I did say, excuse me, in last episode, that they would be doing a, and that people would, people suspected they might be doing a new mystery dungeon, but I don't think anyone suspected they were doing a remake of a mystery dungeon, um, it looks amazing, the art style looks amazing, I, I love it (laughs) I seriously think it looks so good um it's pretty much a full remake as far as I can tell I don't think uh I don't think there's anything like obviously a few like quality of life changes I don't think there's anything drastically different to the actual game uh if there is I don't know about it yet um but from what I've heard apparently it's it's just pretty much a true remake or an HD remaster you know uh and I'm so excited about this uh, I can't wait to play it. I can't wait for it to come out in March or so. And uh, yeah, like I said, I am prioritizing streaming it over anything else. Uh, so you can catch that live on twitch.tv slash uh when the time comes. I'm, I'm probably going to be playing at midnight release, all that stuff. You know, So uh, if you're interested in that and you also just want to follow me on Twitch, that is my Twitch. Uh, I'll also be uploading the highlights to YouTube, um, youtube.com. My channel is Lilyseon. I was going to do YouTube.com slash but that's not how YouTube works. Uh, I'm Lilyseon on YouTube. Everything else. every All of my social media is Lilyseon. Patreon, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, anyway, plugs aside, I don't really have anything else to say much about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX um, because I haven't played it <laughs> and I don't plan on playing it until the actual game comes out. So what we are going to do is talk about, or we're going to actually switch over to, uh, a quick segment, um, Random Pokemon of the Week, everybody's favorite segment, where we talk about a random Pokemon every week, every episode, sorry, I always make that mistake, <laughs> and, uh, I promise we'll get into the, uh, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra stuff real soon, right after this, uh, I want to do this early so we can do Move Tutor at the very end, and talk about the main stuff in between, but this, episode's Pokemon is Dartrix. Uh, Dartrix is a dual-type grass-flying Pokemon introduced in Generation 6. It is, of course, uh, just 7. Sorry, jeez. Can't read Roman numerals correctly, apparently. Uh, Dartrix is, of course, Rowlet's Evolution, one of the starters, the second-stage starter Pokemon. It evolves from Rowlet starting at level 17 and into Decidui, starting at level 34. It is the Blade Quill Pokemon. Um, it has Overgrow... Like every grass starter, and long reach as its hidden ability. Uh again, like every other starter, it has an eighty-seven point five male, 125 percent uh female ratio, a one in eight for females. It is um two four two foot four or uh 0.7 meters, thirty-five point three pounds, sixteen flat kilograms. Um Dartrix? I like Dartrix. See, I'm pretty sure I say that about every Pokemon. But, I like Dartrix. Uh, It's, you know, like, being a second-stage starter Pokemon, it's forgettable, uh, or at least not as popular. Uh, Of course, Decidueye is really cool. Decidueye is, unfortunately... (sighs) Jesus Christ, excuse me. Uh, But Decidueye is, of course... Well, not of course. uh, My least favorite of the three fully grown starters, uh, but I do like Rowlet, I don't get me wrong, just because it's my least favorite, doesn't mean I don't like it, uh, I think that it's a good change, I think it's a good, uh, you know, level of, level of change, uh, you know, nothing, nothing too off, nothing too sporadic about Dartrix, honestly, it's just Dartrix, <laughs> I really like Dartrix's design, though, it's like a, you know, like an edgy teenager with the dangling over the eyes, uh, it makes a lot of funny facial expressions in game two, it's cute, it's a barn owl, I, I like its design, A lot, actually, uh, it's, it's, you know, because Rowlet, sort of, you know, just like an orb, and Decidueye, of course, is pretty cool with the hood and stuff, but Dartrix is, is unique in its own way, and I'm glad they did that. They all feel very unique in their own way, uh, which is something I'm thankful for. Uh, Dartrix is the only form, is the only evolved form of a starter Pokemon to have its secondary type changed upon evolution. Um, oh, right, of course, because it's grass flying and it changes into, uh, grass ghost. Is Rowlet grass flying too? Rowlet is also grass flying. Is, Lytton is just fire and Popplio is just water and Dart and Rowlet is grass flying. I didn't know that actually. I forgot that, uh, Rowlet was also flying. That's interesting. Sort of like the Bulbasaur, you know, cause like, Trying to Squirtle, or Fire and Water. And Bulbasaur, of course, is Grass Poison. Uh, it's interesting that uh, Ralek gets a little bit of special treatment being part Flying-type. That's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, Dartrix is also Grass Flying, and then Decidueye becomes uh, Grass Ghost. Fun. Uh, nothing really else to say about Dartrix. I mean, it doesn't... I'm not going to go over it. its Smogon page because it's not applicable in competitive Pokemon, really, because it's not a... It's not a first stage, so it doesn't it doesn't really have access to the little cup, and it's not a fully formed, so it's not really very good. Uh, it's I guess I'll go over its base stats: seventy eight HP, seventy five attack, seventy five defense, seventy special attack, seventy special defense, and fifty two speed. Sort of just like a decline down across the board. Also has a total of four twenty. Uh, very nice. A lot of Pokemon have a base stat total of four twenty. Nice. Uh, the weed number, of course. <laughs> uh, last but not least, I suppose Dartrix is shiny. That was a weird way of saying Dartrix. Dartrix Dart, Dartrix's shiny form. You know, I actually don't really know much about what Rallets look like. Let, let me look at Rowlets and Deciduleyes and compare them. Rallet is green with blue blue feathers. I forgot about that. Uh, Deciduleye is pretty much the same, sort of a dark teal, red thing, red hoodie, red face, and, like, black, uh, gown, that's pretty cool, actually, same, same color body, uh, and in the middle, Dartrix, um, gets a black gown, of course, too, same, same color as Decidueyes, also sort of like a dark blue, actually, it's not really black, it's more of a dark blue, uh, white gown, same color feet, maybe a little bit different, and sort of a tealish not not as dark of a teal as, as a decidui, but sort of a teal sort of in between with Rowlet. uh it's a good color scheme, honestly, if they did this if they did this color for for dartrix normally, I wouldn't really bat an eye i mean i mean teal leaves would be weird, of course, but like it doesn't look bad. it actually looks really good, <laughs> sort of a hot take dartrix' is shiny is very good, so is Rowlet's. Ra is really good, but I have something for Dar- Dartrix is nice. Dartrix really does feel like an in-between between Deciduin and Rleigh. I mean, I know it's supposed to, but like and even then, even being unique, even it's shiny is unique. you know it doesn't have the same colors as the other two. It has sort of a little bit sort of sort of a um a difference. and also uh uh, uh Dartrix's beak gets a little more red. The orange of the beak gets a little more red, which is cool. I like it. And I guess his feet also gets red too. A little more red too. It's hard to tell cuz it's so small, but his feet definitely do change the color. Um, I'm going to rate this an 8 out of 10. That's not bad. It's pretty darn good actually if I do say so myself. I like it. Okay. And moving on to the biggest topic of today's episode, the um what's it called? The Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. I'm going to read a few things, uh, off of Serebii, sort of as an introduction. Uh, if you missed the direct or you haven't heard of it yet, where have you been living under a rock? Uh, but still, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, this is coming off of Serebii. Uh, I know, I know it's sort of, I know that everyone's pretty much heard of what this is, uh, but if you haven't, somehow... Uh, I'm going to go over a little introduction sort of also to remind myself because it's been a while maybe to remind you as well. Uh, this is coming from seraby.net. Thank you Seraby again for providing pretty much everything this podcast has to offer. Uh Pokémon Sword and Shield are the first main series Pokémon games in history to add downloadable content that provides new features with classic Pokémon. This DLC costs 26.99. Uh Euros and 29.99. I got very confused what that was, and 29.99 USD as an expansion pass and provides two large pieces of content. Players who buy the expansion pass can fully interact with players without the expansion pass, including trading contents found in it, and even sharing max raid battles with players without the pass. Uh, there is a current update um, that you can that you can. Um, uh, that that just comes with the update. You don't have to get the expansion pass. Uh, as a part of the content update on January 9th, the Pokemon's Slowpoke was added to the game in a small event in Wedhurst Train Station. Which, you know what? I haven't done yet. <laughs> I forgot about that. I updated the game, I bought the DLC, and I haven't even done that yet. Wow, I need to do that. Uh, the Isle of Armor. The first content update is the Isle of Armor. The Isle of Armor is a giant island full of environments not seen in the gal- in Galar before. You can find wave-swept beaches, forests, bogs, caves, and sand dunes. Comma. There's an exclamation point and then a comma. And then there are also plenty of Pokemon that make this island their home, living freely amid the lush natural surroundings. There's even a dojo here that specializes in some very particular training styles. You and your Pokemon take up an apprenticeship under the master of the dojo to train hard become even stronger and uh, we will go over the isle of armor uh, the isle of armor is the first of the expansion pass i already read this the expansion also adds new tutor moves allows for apricorns to be made into pokeballs and introduces the exp charm which charm which increases the experience points your team receives the Dojo contains restricted sparring and provides specific battles that restrict the Pokemon that you can use in various new conditions. And there is a load of new Pokemon. There is Cubfu and Urshifu, who we will go over. Uh some Pokemon got some new Gigantamax forms, including Rillaboom, Cinderace, and Anteleon, and of course Urshifu himself. And returning Pokemon, the biggest, the most exciting part, honestly. Uh, I'm gonna go through a list of returning Pokemon in the Isle of Armor. Psyduck, Golduck, Slowbro, Magnemite, Magneton, Chansey, Horsey, Seedra, Meryl, Azumarill, Kingdra, Blissey, Happiny, Magnazone, Zorua, Zoroark, Larvesta, Volcarona, Fletchling, Fletchinder, and Talonflame, Dedene, Rockruff, and Lycanroc. I assume both forms of Lycanroc are available. Um... At least that we've seen so far. Um, oh man, like I just remember, like I haven't, I haven't prefaced this enough. I remember the, um, the, the trailer that they released was so nice. All of the new stuff came came so quickly, and it was it was, a lot, it was a lot to handle. And I'm glad that I'm finally kind of going through and summarizing everything for myself, mostly, but also for people who maybe got overwhelmed by the trailer because there was a lot that they showed. <laughs> Um, there's also Slowpoke, Galarian Slowpoke, um, who is a water psychic type, or no, just psychic type, no water, normal is water psychic, Galarian is just psychic, and you know what I guarantee you they're going to do? Alright, so hear me out. Um, Avery, one of the new trainers, is, um... Psychic. And the other one, who I don't remember her name, is Poison. I guarantee you they're going to make Galarian uh Slowbro maybe like just poison. Uh and they're going to make maybe Galarian Slow King or just Psychic, sorry, and Galarian Slow King um Poison something. Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe who knows? Who knows what they'll be, honestly. We have no way of knowing. Um We don't really know too much about what's coming, um, like, in the next, in the next few, like, all we know is stuff that we saw in the trailer, that's all we really know, um, we don't really know too much about exactly what's coming, we saw some, some screenshots, so honestly, I don't really have that much to talk about here, uh, it's not like we have, like, loads of content to go over, but I can go over some of the other, the things that we do know, um, for example, um, Cubfu is a new Pokemon, a new mythical Pokemon, question mark, I think so, it is the Wushu Pokemon, it is a pure fighting type Pokemon, and it evolves into, uh, Urshifu, who has two different forms, uh, the simple strike style and the rapid strike style, um, the simple strike style is fighting dark, and the rapid strike style is fighting water. Um, and your Urshifu's form is dependent upon choices made during your adventure. That's all we know. And of course, Urshifu uh, has Gigantamax forms based on its uh, its new, or based on both of its styles, which is fun. Uh, real quick, I'm going to take a second. Uh, and I want to go over the Gigantamax forms of the starters uh before I do that though uh what do I think about Urshifu? It's cool I mean you know it's a mythical i think is it a myth- I actually don't know if it's a mythical it seems like a mythical it probably is a mythical um i I'm pretty sure they i i remember them specifically saying that it was a that it was a mythical in in the trailer. <laughs> but I don't remember. Uh but it looks cool. I like it. It's very weird. It's like a bear. I think. I don't know. I mean Cubfu is obviously a bear. He's he's adorable. He's got a little like tennis hat, like a tennis uh visor on, which is fun. I like that. He's very cool. He's very cute. He's very very um he's ready to go. I, I like I like that they're adding new fighting types. Um, I'm, I'm excited about what they will offer and how good they will be. I assume they'll probably be pretty good considering they are, uh, Mythicals. Or they might be Mythicals. I don't know. Let me look it up, actually. Are they Mythicals? I don't know. Maybe Bulbapedia doesn't say. Maybe, um, Bulbapedia does. It's a legendary Pokemon. Okay. It's not even a Mythical Pokemon. It evolves from Cubfu. Wow. Yeah, no, they're just legendaries. They are not, they're not mythicals. Okay, they're just straight up legendaries. That's fun. Uh, well, that's another, uh, that's another Pokemon, another mythical Pokemon that can evolve. Just like Cosmog. That's fun. I like it. Very cool. Um, what, what does it say about the Crown Tundra? Here we go. All right. The, well, no, I'm going to go over the, the new Pokemon that can Gigantamax, uh, the Starters. Wow, that doesn't exist page not found weird why does it not exist what? why can't I why can't I see Rillaboom Rillaboom's page doesn't exist neither does Cinderace oh I think because whoever put the links down put them to link Sun and the Sun and Moon Pokedex instead of the Certain Shield Pokedex amazing well let's look at the starters Let's start with Rillaboom. <laughs> I have to manually type it into Cerebi and figure it out because the links are broken. So if anyone on Cerebi is listening to this, please uh fix that. Um yeah, here we go. Yeah, they, they put it into the uh the Sword and Shield Pokedex instead of or the Sun and Moon Pokedex instead of the Sword and Shield Pokedex, thinking that maybe they were maybe it was just a mistake, probably. Um but Rillaboom has a new Gigantamax form, which is not available. On its page. Amazing. Well, let me look at Gigantamax forms. Here we go. Um, Gigantamax starters can't find anything. I guess I have to manually put it in. Gigantamax Rillaboom. Am I hallucinating? Did Rillaboom not get a Gigantamax form? No, okay, here it is. Expansion past Gigantamax forms. Oh, here we go. There's a page on Serbi for it. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. Also, I just realized I totally forgot that Blastoise and Venusaur got Gigantamax forms, and it doesn't say it on the page. So that's another error. New Gigantamax Pokemon. It does not say that they have that. It only says Urshifu in the Sun- Sword and Shield starters. Uh, anyway. Uh, expansion past Gigantamax forms, Venusaur has a giant flower, (laughs) I love it, it's really funny, uh, and Gigantamax Blastoise has, like, a full artillery on its back, gosh darn, that's awesome, but yeah, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's only, uh, you know, only natural that they give Charizard a Gigantamax form, as well as, uh, you know, uh, it's only fair that they give Blastoise and Venusaur Gigantamax form too, and I'm glad that they are. Very fun, very, very fun. I like them. Uh, Rillaboom also has one. Oh there's oh there's some there's some lore. We can actually read something here. Uh, Rillaboom's Gigantamax form is ninety-one feet tall. Cinderace's is eighty eight feet tall, and Inteleon's is one hundred and thirty one feet tall. Wow. Anyway, uh, let's read a little bit of lore about these uh, Gigantamax forms. Rillaboom's tree-stump-strump. Strump. Okay, let me try that again. Rillaboom's tree-stump-drum, say that five times fast, has grown rapidly to the point that it now resembles a small forest on its own. Gigantamax Rillaboom has merged with this forest of drums and become even more powerful. It can control its sticks as if it, if, as if it were its own limbs and will demonstrate trans... transcendental drumming techniques. So many words that are really hard to say in this lore. Gigantamax Pokemon will focus... Gigantamax Rillaboom will focus completely on playing its drums, compelled by the power welling up inside it. The sound can reach across oceans and can be heard by those living in other regions. It's said that those who hear the beat will begin to dance uncontrollably, overwhelmed by a rhythm that surges from inside them. Wow. It's pretty strong. (laughs) Alright, Cinderace. The burning ball at Cinderace's feet has grown to massive proportions thanks to Gigantamax energy. If Gigantamax Cinderace kicks the ball using its well-toned techni- well-honed techniques, its fighting spirit will possess the ball and cause the ball to pursue opponents as if it had a mind of its own. Wow. Gigantamax Cinderace boasts incredible leg strength. In fact, its legs are said to rank among the strongest of all Pokemon, even without its gigantic Pyro Ball. It can deliver powerful kicking moves that overwhelm other Dynamax Pokemon. Cool. Um, Gigantamax Inteleon. Inteleon has gained an extremely long tail thanks to Gigantamaxing. Its tail's length is said to be over 130 feet, while Gigantamax Inteleon will stretch its long tail out and hold it straight to form a pillar, and Inteleon will take up battle position at the top. Pokemon has an incredibly sharp mind and calculates and pr- calculates the precise effects that gravity will have on its on the trajectory of its shots enabling it to be an extremely effective sniper. Italian has many hidden tools within its body and these have also been enhanced due to Gigantamaxing. The nictating the nictating membranes on its eyes not only allow it to measure the distance to the target, they now let Italian detect temperature air pressure, and even humidity. Inteleon is a skilled sniper as well, easily hitting a berry that's rolling around over nine miles away. Gosh darn, Inteleon. So yeah, Inteleon has a really long tail now and sits at the top like a sniper tower. That is the funniest I get to Max for me, I swear to God. And Cinderace is cool too. I like them all. I think they're all really cool. All right. Um, let's see. So, yeah, uh, looking at the time frame for this episode, honestly, the time, uh, this episode might be kind of shorter. Uh, I didn't expect it to be. I actually expected this episode to be pretty long. Uh, but like I said, now that I look on it, we don't really have that much to talk about. Um, also, I guess we don't actually know, uh, what the, what those forms are, but I'm curious about those forms of, uh, Gigantamax. Or the different forms, sorry, Galarian, um, pr- presumably Galarian, um, Articunos, and Moltres. We don't know, though. Um, let me see. Let's, let's go over real quick the crowned tundra, and we will talk about, uh, the other things that happen in that area. Um, the Crown Tundra. The Crown Tundra is a wide area which contains various mountain areas and small communities. In this area, there are various expeditions where you can go into Pokemon dens far beyond the areas seen in the Wild Area and the Isle of Armor. These dens include legendary Pokemon. New Pokemon is Calyrex, who we will go over in a minute. Um, and returning Pokemon is much more than the, um than the Isle of Armor, mostly because they're all legendaries, or they're mostly legendaries. So there is Nidoran, Nidorania, or Nidoran Female, Nidorina, Nidoqueen, Nidoran Male, Nidorino, and NidoKing, all the Nido, all the Nidos, uh, Zubat, Golbat, and Crobat, Electabuzz, Slowking, and presumably Galarian Slowking, Elikid, Beldum, Meltang, M- Bel- Meltang. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm consuming, I'm consuming, I am confusing. I can't talk. Do you hear that? I just messed up the word confusing like three different times. What is going on with me today? I'm so <laughs> sorry. I I confused Meltan with Metang. There we go. That is what I spent like 30 seconds trying to say. I'm so sorry about how horrible my English is today, I suppose. I think it's the fact that I'm sick and it's rotting my brain. Um, Beldum, Metang and Metagross... Gibble, Gabite, and Garchomp, Electrovire, Cryogonal, Amora, and Amoris, uh, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, Raikou, Entei, Suicune, Lugia, Ho-Oh, Regi-Rock, Regi-Ice, Regi-Steel, Latias, Latios, Kyogre, I almost said Kyogre for some reason, I have no idea why I almost pronounced it like that, Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza, Uxie, Mesprit, Nazelf, Dialga, Palkia, Heatran, Giratina, Gryzelia, Tornadus, Thundurus, Landorus, Xerneas, Eveltal, Zygarde, and the Tapus. Coco, Lele, Bulu, and Feeny. Jesus, that took way too much effort. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, and Calyrex, the weird cabbage head deer Pokemon is a mythical? Question mark? Uh, legendary? Uh, actually let me let me let me confirm that Calyrex is a mythical. It probably is a mythical. Um, let's see. Calyrex is a li- No, it's just a legendary Pokemon. Okay. Calyrex is the king Pokemon. That's fun. I like it. Okay. Also apparently I just realized that Calyrex is supposed to be a a bunny and not a deer like I originally thought it was, but it's, I can see why it looks like a deer. It looks, it looks like, I don't know what it looks like. (laughs) Calyrex is a, uh, Psychic Grass. Pretty much all there is to say about it. It looks cool. Um, I noticed that there was a, uh, there was information about it on the official website for Pokemon Sword and Shield. See if they have a little bit of, uh, interesting uh, information about it. Calyrex, a noble leader, this Pokemon ruled all, all of Galar in ancient times. Though it appears delicate in sight, its every move is filled with grace and dignity. It also has extremely high intelligence, and it's said to see every past, present, and future event. Wow. So we can actually go over, I didn't even know that they had some of this information on here. We can, um, we can read some lore about the new Pokemon. All right, let's let let's talk about, uh, cup food. This Pokemon is hardworking and strives to train both its body and mind. It uses each defeat as motivation, training itself with even more vigor after a loss attempt in attempt in order to grow stronger. It has an organ that produces, that produces fighting energy in its lower abdomen, and before heading into battle, it will increase this energy through unique breathing techniques and intense focus. Wild kubfu live in mountainous areas far away from the Gala region today, but it was once a species that called Galar its home. It's noted in historical texts that the species used to head to uncharted islands with people as they set out to trade or explore. Records suggest that kubfu living in faraway mountains today have descended from kubfu that have been naturalized from the distant, land- distant lands they visited in their journeys. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let's talk about Urshifu. Uh, the different, the different forms. Um, Urshifu in the, uh, single strike style, um, form, nope, Urshifu in the single strike style favor battling without holding anything back. When enraged, they will mercilessly attack an opponent until it is utterly crushed. A single strike style Urshifu's movements are, are often direct and involve rushing, Rushing forward in a straight line. It will keep its distance from the opponent at first, only to leap in close in an instant to to deliver a powerful blow. Cool. Uh, Urshifu in rapid strike style. uh, Maintain a calm demeanor, observing their opponents and measuring their strengths while dodging attacks. Rapid strike style Urshifu will use flowing movements in battle to smoothly parry an opponent's moves and then overwhelm the opponent with a flurry of rapid strikes. Uh, and Gigantamax Urshifu. Um, in the single-strike style, Urshifu looks ready to bellow in fury. People call it both the very embodiment of rage and a divine emiss- emissary that banishes evil spirits with its fury. Wow. Uh, And Gigantamax Urshifu in the rapid-strike style... Uh, will quietly maintain its stance with a calm expression when facing this Pokémon. It seems, it seems, some will become greatly agitated, feeling as if the very depths of their soul have been exposed. Yet others report feeling a sense of relief as they've been cleansed of their evil spirits. Okay, <laughs> and we already know, uh, we already know about, um, we already know about uh, Gigantamax, all the Gigantamax Pokémon. Uh, The the new uh, gigantic starters. But let's look at Galarian Slowpoke, who we have some uh, information about. I'm surprised that Serebii hasn't uh, done this yet. Put this on the list. The alluring Galerica spice. The Slowpoke of the Galar region used to eat the seeds of a certain plant that grew in their habitat, as this was their favorite food. The seeds were, in fact, Galerica seeds, used to this day as an essential spice for cooking. The Slowpoke and Galar built up particles of this spice in their bodies over several generations, eventually gaining the unique appearance and behavior they are known for today. Galarian Slowpoke spend their days wallowing on seashores and riverbanks without thinking about anything in particular. Once in a while, they might get a very sharp look in their eyes, but they will soon revert back to their zoned-out expression. It's thought that this behavior is caused by the accumulated Galarica particles stimulating the Galarian Slowpoke's brain, resulting in it thinking of something tremendous— only for the Galarian Slowpoke to immediately forget what it had just thought of. <laughs> okay, interesting. So, like, Galarian Slowpoke doesn't seem super interesting. You know, not very unique. It's just kind of Slowpoke, but a little different. Um, but we will soon see what uh, Galarian Slowbro and Slowking will show. I'm very excited about that. Um, let's see... Here we go. Expansion past Galarian Forms. Galarian Snowpoke. Snowpoke. Slowpoke. Uh, we saw a very slight hint at Galarian uh, Slowbro and also Slowking. It seems to have, like, a purple and pink color palette. Looks very cool. Uh, who knows what type... There'll probably be Poison type, knowing knowing the, uh the look of it, I mean, it maybe psychic poison, that'd be fun, and then, uh, who know I don't know what, what either of them will be, like I said, one of them might just be psychic, one of them might be psychic poison, or they might be psychic, they mo- they might both be psychic poison, uh, judging by their look, it probably seems they're gonna be psychic poison, who knows, um, and then, something that I think surprised everybody, Galarian, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, maybe, we don't know. Uh, we don't know exactly what this is, but it seems like Galarian Articuno Zapdos and Trace. Like uh, zap- Articuno has like laser goggles on, it can zap you. Looks very cool, very majestic. I love Articuno a lot. Galarian Zapdos is orange and looks more like a roadrunner than anything. It can be seen running around on like its on its on its legs and it's, it's very cool, actually, it looks like a, it looks like a Roadrunner, I actually really, really like Galarian Zapdos, and Galarian Moltres is sick, (laughs) it has, like, purple and pink flames with, like, black, a black body, wow, very, very cool, um, let me see, uh, I think we only have a few more things to talk about, Sorry, I'm just looking this up. We have some trainers to talk about. It doesn't say... It doesn't say... Where they are. Hmm. Where are they? Okay, well, there's Avery and Kiara, who Cerbi does not mention... Uh, at all, apparently. Uh but Avery and Kiara and then um are your new rivals, it seems, in certain in the Sword and Shield DLC. Uh and also Um Mustard, your trainer in that dojo they talked about in the Isle of Armor. Let me see if I can get the name. Um the Dojo. Yeah, the Dojo. Uh that's all it's that's all it's called. That's fun. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I don't really have much to th- much to say about the trainers themselves. Uh, obviously, we will get to know them as more is revealed. Uh, that's all we pretty much know about them. That's all we pretty much know about uh, everything that happened, except for one more thing that I'd like to talk about. Probably the most exciting thing to me. Um, are the new Pokemon being revealed? Let's see. Where are they? I can't find them. <laughs> I apologize let's see where are these new Pokemon being revealed there's the new reggies or what we what we what we assume to be the reggies here we go new yeah new Pokemon uh there's the reggie electric the electric reggie and presumably the dragon reggie maybe the dark I'm not sure but oh my god they look so cool the bottom one kind of looks like Yveltal, is what I'm thinking. And now that I look at it, their symbols look like an X and a Y. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that's nothing, nothing to be, uh, nothing to be concerned about. But oh my God, they look awesome! I'm so excited about this. You know, there was like that Reggie Temple they showed in the trailer. Uh, the the areas just look beautiful, by the way. I'm not gonna go over the trailer in depth, but like I will say that like, oh, it looks beautiful. I'm so excited about this expansion, man. Like, oh, I can't wait. I'm so, 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 so excited. Uh, nothing else I really have to say, in all honesty. Um, obviously, we will talk more about things as they get revealed later, uh, but I think I've pretty much covered everything, and if there is one thing that I forgot, I deeply apologize for it. Uh, but... I think that is going to do it for me today. We're going to go over, uh, we're going to do our last segment of the day of the episode, and we're going to end it there. And last but not least, uh, we're going to do the segment Move Tutor, uh, which is everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every episode, and on the chopping block this episode is move number 581, Misty Terrain uh, Misty Terrain, also known as Mist Field in Japanese, is a non-damaging fairy-type move introduced in Generation 7. Six. <laughs> Sorry, I, I still can't read Roman numerals correctly. Uh, it is TM 89 in Generation 8. So, Misty Terrain creates a terrain, <laughs> no kidding, uh, that envelops the field and replaces the background environment and any other terrain that is already in fact. The terrain fades after five turns. Uh, The terrain has the following effects on Pokemon that are on the ground and not in the semi-invulnerable turn of a move, like dig, fly, etc. It prevents affected Pokemon from being afflicted by non-volatile status moves. What does that mean? Non-volatile status moves are burn, freeze, paralysis, poison, badly poison, sleep, and that's it. (laughs) okay so so all of those uh so remember that all of the sort of like burn sleep all that stuff all those all those ones that can that can uh like that uh this is in generation six by the way uh if affected uh if if an affected pokemon is drowsy due to yawn it is prevented from falling asleep rest will fail if used by an affected pokemon It halves the power of Dragon-type moves used against affected Pokemon, regardless of whether the user of the move is affected by Misty Terrain. If Misty Terrain is in effect, Nature Power becomes Moonblast, Secret Power uses the animation of Fairy Wind, and may lower the target's special attack, and Camouflage causes the user to become Fairy-type. Natural objects disappear and cannot be destroyed while Misty Terrain is in effect. In Generation Seven, Pokémon by Pokémon affected by Misty Terrain can no longer become confused. If a Pokémon is holding a Misty Seed while the field is in Misty Terrain, it consumes the Misty Seed, and its Special Defense is increased by one stage. If a Terrain Extender is held by Misty Terrain, if sorry, if the if a Terrain Extender is held when Misty Terrain is used, the Terrain will last for eight turns instead of five. When a Pokémon with the ability Misty Surge enters a battle, Misty Terrain is automatically created, which lasts for five turns. If powered up by Farium Z into Z Misty Terrain, the user's special defense stat raises one stage. Misty Surge is, of course, the signature ability of Tapu Fini, and also the hidden ability of Galarian Weezing. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, uh, I figured it would be it would be inevitable that we'd have to go over all of the terrain moves. Or the terrain effects, I suppose. So there is misty terrain. Misty terrain is sort of the fairy one. Uh, a lot of Pokemon can learn it, actually, quite a lot. Misty terrain is the only terrain that does not boost the power of moves of its own type. Wow! So misty terrain does not boost. Uh, you heard it. You heard, you heard it here first. Misty terrain does not boost fairy type moves. Interesting. Okay, um, also, Mr. Rain has a PP of 10, uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, it is a beautiful move in contests. Wow, amazing. Anyway, um, sorry for this sort of unorthodox episode, uh, like I said... Um, there's been a lot of problems going on, hopefully those problems should be fixed as soon as possible, uh, hopefully I can get my computer to not crash, thankfully my computer did not crash at any time during the creation of this episode, that is amazing, that is good, I'm glad to hear that, uh, and like I said, I'm very tired and I'm sick and a lot of things have been going on, I just started college, so like I said, you'll have to excuse me if this episode is a little bit messy, (laughs) Uh, but, Nonetheless, I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to follow me on my social media. Twitter.com slash lilycyon is the one that I use the most. I also stream on Twitch. I upload YouTube videos, all that stuff. And uh, you can also check out the Twitter of Extreme EvoCast at Twitter.com slash Extreme EvoCast or at Extreme EvoCast on Twitter, I guess I should probably start saying, um, where you can get updates on when episodes are released. Uh, so if you're interested in that, give it a follow. Uh, anyway, like I said, thank you so much for watching, and I will catch you in the next one. Bye!